off the chain, they be throwing me bones Man, y'all be throwing games, I'm on a quest for the throne Dope looks to my teams, got these puppies and cones A lone wolf, a top dog, make me feel like I'm home And um, imagine I'm braggadocious at times but man, it feels good to be paying before the players prime It ain't a crime, they're just McGruffin' the grind Took a couple of rhymes to show you nothing but shine huh. Matter of fact, let me explain who they are Rambler man Chris hits efficiency hard Karen keeping these fellas level at par Adam might disagree, but it's a challenge when he are Views, check the views, dogs on top like Snoopy Spike on our opponents, the tune got them loony Owning y'all dogs, the Pluto to our goofy They the duty, kicking back, eating snacks like Scooby D-double-D, we will bring you the crown Evaluating teams, listen up and sit down Dynasty pods, a dime a dozen for now You'll see when we take your take back to the pound Go. Welcome to Top Dog Dynasty Today's Friday, April 30th. I'm your host, Chris Vanek, and with me as always is Mr. Adam Wilson. Heyo. You can follow us on Twitter at Top Dog Dynasty. I'm at FF Crusher. What's up, Adam? I, I got bitched at by my girlfriend today about not going down to the draft festivities since we live here. Because she works downtown where they're all uh, where they're at. And she's like, I can't believe you didn't want to come down here. And I'm like, no. No, no. Why not? No, no, I, I, it's not that I didn't want to come down there. It is that I have work to do and we have a deadline to meet and I couldn't take off work. And then when I told, explained that to her, she's like, well, you could go at night. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I want to watch the draft. Like, or, and then she, well, and she also asked about like attending the draft and I'm like the tickets for, I don't even know five for days uh, for day three, they're $550. So Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how much they cost for uh, day one. So probably because they were limiting number of people that were, you know, if it was non-COVID, it probably wouldn't be as restrictive. Correct. However, they also limit it every year anyway. So it's not like yeah. um, it, there's only a certain amount of people that can go, you know, under the whatever. That yeah. Is, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, or whatever. Into but the like pavilion. The, yeah, into the pavilion. But the people that were in like the sea of people that you were seeing, like they didn't attend the draft. Like they were just right, there. Right. So, yeah, I had been looking forward because I wanted to go to the draft when it was announced. You know, I was two looking at it. Uh, yeah, two years ago. Yep. Um, and I was supposed to have a work trip this week back to Cleveland. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, it li- lines up and everything. And now we have no more work trips, so I'm COVID. sitting here in Colorado watching it on TV. Yeah. Anyway, I just know ne- I never thought I would get bitched at by my girlfriend about that, so it's kind of a fun. Oh, thing. if it's not that, it's going to be something else. So get used to it. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> All right. We uh, we have day one of the draft complete. Um, we want to get into some reactions on that, but before we get into that, a couple news items that I wanted to cover uh, first. Uh, this past week, Teddy Bridgewater traded from Carolina to Denver. Uh, Sam Darnold coming to Carolina, so they felt that they could move on from from Teddy. Denver, they wanted to bring someone in, uh, some competition for Drew Locke. And, you know, cheap price, it, it kind of made sense. So the Panthers are paying $7 million of, ex- of his contract. Broncos just responsible for $3 million. Both of these teams were sitting there in the top 10 picks. So it wasn't guaranteed 
that they still wouldn't draft a, one of these top quarterbacks, either one of these teams. Yep. That didn't happen, however. They opted for cornerbacks. How does this trade affect both these teams? I was trying to figure out whether I was going to make the joke about like that they traded for Bridgewater to come in and help, or if I was going to make the joke of like, yeah, their quarterback so bet the the quarterback situation is so bad with Drew Locke. Like I didn't know which one to make fun of, you know. But okay, um, I think that this just made sense to like neither of these guys are the guy of the future. Um, yeah, maybe Bridgewater gives you a better chance at winning. Now we got him pretty cheap. Let's just acquire him. I mean, George Payton's the GM there. He's this is his first offseason and he signed a six year contract. My guess is that neither of these guys are the guy and that he is going to make a selection of a quarterback in a draft, but it wasn't going to be this year. Are you surprised that neither of these teams went quarterback at eight and nine? No. So, well, so Panthers, I mean, I mean, you just traded for, you know, Darnold. So, like, I'm not surprised that you didn't draft someone, but I thought it was a possibility. The Broncos, yeah, they didn't, they didn't pick up Darnold's fifth-year option until this morning. Yeah. So I think and, it they had to consider it yesterday. Well, they did that on purpose because they wanted action, that, you know, that they could potentially right. take a quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, they probably considered it anyway. But um, I don't think that, like, Peyton's bulletproof right now anyway. Um, and I don't think that he wanted to be put in a position where it's crazy that these are the kind of thoughts that they have, but I mean, he didn't want to get put in a position where he had to draft, you know, the fourth best quarterback in this draft or something like that. A guy that he didn't really want to invest a bunch of time in, or didn't get to invest a bunch of time in scouting or whatnot, um, and take them and then be tied that tied to his legacy or tied to, you know, at least this way he can say like, Hey, you guys had did a shit job and you gave me Drew Locke. I came in here, I traded for Bridgewater, hoping that maybe we could salvage something. We had another shitty year. Now let's just go back. Now we're going to go back to the drawing board. We have a higher draft pick, you know. I mean, and if that's not the case, then one of these guys hit and they're in a better position, you know, now. I mean, it, he's also made it so that like they are open by pushing this one more year. They're open to a multitude of things. You're either going to be shitty and you're going to, you know, maybe draft a guy you are. Maybe, maybe you hit on one of these guys or maybe both these guys are terrible. You have a high draft pick and then you can use that to acquire a player, which is the best way I could set that up for you to go into the next topic. Yeah, and it's it was funny because so being here in Colorado, I know a lot of Broncos fans, and mm-hmm. I had Broncos fans hitting me up yesterday. Are, are we going to get Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of conversation Thursday about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and Adam, I wanted to ask, you know, is his future in jeopardy? Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Did, did that, you get I my see, little? Yes, I see. see I what see I did what you there. Did. That's cute. Okay. Uh, okay. So, is that like a serious question then, or like a lot of people asking? 
Future in jeopardy in terms of what? So, you know, if he doesn't get things worked out with Green Bay, could oh, he got just it. retire? Yeah. yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's possible, but. Yeah. Um, so I know he's frustrated not being able to get the contract contract extension done. Um, and I get it. And, you know, go back to last year, instead of drafting a wide receiver uh, in the first round to help them, they draft a potential replacement, kind of a slap in the face. You know, if uh, it it could have helped maybe this year if they had, you know, gone back and drafted a wide receiver in the first round this season, but (laughs) instead they ended up going cornerback instead. Um, I, I don't think the Packers trade him. But you got to think they need some kind of marriage counseling or something here. Yeah, I, you know, I I don't know what's going to end up happening with, you know, whether or not he's he could retire. I think that that's certainly a possibility. But um, I mean, I think a trade is possible, too. I just I don't think we're there yet. Um, I know that he doesn't have a desire or whatever, but I mean, they weren't trading him. Like I, we got on the phone last night, and I, I think I told you about like how you know people were, um, you know people were hoping that he would get traded and stuff. It's like they're, I mean, they're not going to trade him. No. They weren't going to trade him on draft day. And also that that report, it wasn't like they just he just requested it this morning. Like there was that didn't happen. Right. It, this is this is something that's been known. It just got reported. So it's just tensions have been there yeah. and not getting better. And so like, obviously money cures all. So, I mean, maybe they just give him the extension that he wants and make him happy or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I think his issue is more so like, yeah, you guys drafted my replacement and what I'm supposed to sit here and wait until you guys don't want me anymore. Like that's bullshit. Right. right. Um, so yeah, like I don't, uh, I don't, I, I could he get traded. Yeah. I don't think it's this off season though. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's, I don't think that they're going to move forward without him this year because you just can't get the assets like that. You don't have enough information on the assets in terms of draft picks when you could potentially, you know, move forward with him this year and then deal with it at the end of next season, trade him then. And then you kind of have an, because he's going to, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like he was the MVP. So he's going to have people that want him. So do you think he plays this season without a new deal? I, yeah, I think I, that's possible too. They might just table it and say, "Hey, we'll trade you after the season." Yeah, it's possible. I, I, I uh, but I mean, or he can get a contract extension. I, I don't think that they're going to trade him this season. So I don't. Either. I mean, they could just say, "Like, hey, sorry, we can't get this done with you. Like, you're just going to have to play it out." And you know what? You're right. He might. Could he retire? Sure. He, he doesn't need the money. I think he. What they say, yo, is like he would have to give them back like eleven million or something like that. Uh, this year and next year and next year. Like, well, I'm sure he has $11 million this year and I'm sure he can figure out a way to get 11 million more next year. So, so. yeah. All right. Uh, so we know who the first 32 picks were. Uh, we know where they went. So let's talk about what this means for dynasty purposes. Who were the winners and losers? And let's start at the top. Wait, one, one more thing on Rogers. So uh-huh. how, how, and I mean, not really related to dynasty or anything, how hot and heavy did it get reported there? 
because I was actually seeing things here like like Schlereth is on TV saying that this deal is almost done. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, that's oh, not no, true. I didn't. I didn't hear anything like that. I just he heard. reported it. He was on. I think he was on the radio. Really? He said it was as close to done as it possibly could be. And I'm like, OK, well, yeah, OK. But like, did you stuff up then were people like I mean, I, I know someone that uh, like uh, one of my buddies, his cousin lives out there. He make, went and made a bet on the Super Bowl for them. A uh, hundred and forty nine dollars to win eleven grand. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, like, I mean, this is cra- like just I mean, that was obviously stupid, but like he people were getting excited. Like, I, I just didn't oh, know if sure. you encountered that as well. So, no, it, it was just that people getting excited, yeah. hopeful, but it's like, well, hey, you know, yeah. just because uh, someone mentions Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos doesn't mean it's a reality or, or you should get mm-hmm. your hopes up. So, yeah. all right, let's talk about round one here. Uh, first pick Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. Uh, I think we knew he was going to be the number one pick for a few years now, probably. Yeah. And we kind of knew it was to the Jags for a few months now. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think this definitely should help their offense, but I think since we knew this was happening, it shouldn't move the needle for anyone. Right. Yeah. He goes even higher now. (laughs) I'm obviously higher. I'm, I'm obviously joking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, well, first of all, I don't know that he could get much higher anyway. Right. I mean, if you're talking about like startup drafts, like, I mean, he's up at what, like 111 or something like that? I was going to say mid first. Yeah, mid first. So, I mean, him actually going to Jacksonville, like, I don't think that this has any impact on it whatsoever. I mean, yeah. if he's going higher, it's just because people are like, yeah, I just, I want Trevor Lawrence. Right. Which is, <laughs> by, by the way, terrible idea, but okay. Um, not, not to draft him. I'm just saying, like, in super flex drafts, like, taking him in super flex startups at risk. like one Oh five that it's, it's such a big risk. Yeah. So. All right. Let's just move to one Oh two. Then uh, we have Zach Wilson going to the jets again. You know, there was no surprise with this pick. Um, hopefully for him, you know, they're going to have better luck uh, than some of the past quarterbacks that they've drafted. Any winners or losers with this pick? Um, I, I mean, I think, I think he's going to a situation where I think they probably have the right people in place there. Like, I think Joe Douglas is from what I've heard is pretty good. Um, I think that this was I, at least to the, at least to the media or fans or whatever, like this was kind of a ballsy pick early on in the draft prospect process, but like, I don't think anyone's actually killing him for it NFL wise, which I mean, the, as we do more and more of these, I just get, I I get more to the point of where I just think that, like the media and the fans, just they don't know what the NFL like. They they're just going to be way off on some of these things. And so, like I mean, I think we actually knew this was going to happen like since January, pretty much. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, you know. Uh, Lawrence and Wilson, we knew these picks were pretty much locked in and the value of these guys has kind of been already determined based on that. Yep. The fact that they're picked here shouldn't change anything. No, I, yeah, I mean, we knew this. Um, I, I, I mean, I actually think that this is a better situation than, um, 
Darnold got drafted into. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying that the players are better or anything like that. I'm saying that I have more faith in the organization. And yep. so I, I think Douglas is better, you know, and I, and I know that Gase was there and um, Douglas was there at the same time, but Douglas didn't hire Gase. Um, and he kind of gave him time. And uh, I just think Gase is just bad. Like, I, How many quarterbacks has Gase ruined? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, or just not helped until yeah. he leaves. Like, I, I mean, the Tannehill thing. Like, I think that he just kind of got overblown in terms of, like, what he did with Peyton Manning. Like, mm. it wasn't going to be hard in that offense, you know, to score points. Yeah. And he just gets credit for it. I mean, that's literally why he's a head coach or why he's been a head coach is because of Peyton Manning and, you know, those, uh, those teams. But yeah, I, uh, I'm glad he's gone. I, I, I don't know if Sally is going to be a good coach. I think he will do better in terms of, um, you know, the, it not being a toxic environment. So mm -hmm. like, that's why I kind of like him. Yeah. So I, I think that this will be pretty good. I, I think he's going to have time to grow here too. So. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move to number three. Um, mentioned that we knew what those first two were. Third pick is kind of really where the draft started. Uh, San Francisco was between a couple of guys. They go Trey Lance. Maybe the best landing spot for the top quarterbacks. You know, you got the receiving options. You got a good coach. Mm -hmm. With where, when he could have been drafted, this has to be stock up for him, though, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think, like, I mean, people were... Originally, we're talking fields here, and then w when they traded up, they're like, yeah, it's probably going to be Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. And then Lance's name got put in there, too, and then it kind of turned to Lance. I, I mean, when they were saying Mac Jones, like we were looking at it and going like, man, where is Trey Lance going to fall to then? Yeah. And he was kind of like the forgotten guy, at least in my mind, like. I'm just like, all right, well, the top three is that, and then it's going to be Fields and Lance. And I'm like, I'm sure Fields is going to go somewhere around here. Like, how far is Lance going to fall? Right. And then he goes three. Like, yeah, stock up. Um, I mean, Shanahan, Shanahan knows what he's doing. Like, I don't – have we seen Shanahan run an offense where you have a total gunslinger at quarterback, though, like that's just putting up gaudy numbers? Like, I don't remember that. So I, I think you almost yeah. have to temper expectations unless – Lance is just the exception to the rule. Like if he just turns him into a successful quarterback, like I think because of his offense, like you're going to have guys running, you are going to run the ball. And like, I mean, essentially like Kirk cousins, right? Like you just have that type of output at quarterback in his offense. Like, I feel like that's kind of what the quarterbacks in his offense are. Yeah. I guess you could make the case with Robert Griffin, the third in Washington, but mm. That was a little different because I don't think the NFL was ready for Robert Griffin III. And so, like, he was putting up these insane numbers, and it's like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I would, I think that Lance is just limited, but I, I think that this is a good spot for him. Yeah, so I think he'll agreed. be successful. And I, and I think if, you know, the, the other side of this, if the Niners are going to keep Jimmy G it's probably good news for him as well. Cause I mean, yep. if it had been Mac Jones, maybe he's the starter right, right away. But if Lance needs some time to develop, then maybe Jimmy gets to keep the starting job for a while. Yeah, that could be too. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Um, seemed like Mac, Mac Jones 
was everything that they wanted according to the media, right? Yeah. And like that he would just come in and take the job, but um but I don't know, like if that's the case, like maybe Lance just wasn't getting enough love and maybe he would do the same thing. Like he maybe. you know, maybe he is capable. I, I, I think it's more so an injury thing with Jimmy G though. Like that's the issue that Shanahan has with him. Yeah. Yeah, but if I don't think you feel the need that you have to push Lance to start day one because you have Jimmy G there. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, like I also am, don't follow the school of thought that sitting a quarterback necessarily helps him. I think right. there are a lot of people that think that, though. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, if he sits a year, like he's going to be so much better. It's like, well, that's not really how that works. So, yeah, yeah. I get you. All right, number four, we had Kyle Pitts to Atlanta. So there was some speculation, you know, if the the Falcons would grab their future Matt Ryan replacement um, or if they might trade back. Uh, They hold Pat. They draft a tight end higher than any other tight end has been drafted in the NFL draft. Um, I think this is probably good for Matt Ryan for a number of reasons. They don't draft another quarterback highly. Uh, they don't trade Julio Jones, at least yet, um, and they bring in another dangerous weapon. So I, I think it's probably good for Pitts, too, um, although I wouldn't say the same, I guess, for Hayden Hurst. What are your thoughts here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kind of just reverted back to his role in Baltimore, right? A- exactly. Um, you know, I, th- I still think Hurst could be successful, though. I, I think it's going to depend on what they do with Pitts. Also, I mean, do we know that they're trading Julio? No, because I, I think that Julio will hamper Hayden Hurst, actually, um, if they keep him, because at least with this, like Hurst, you, you know, he could see some playing time like he will because, the, you know, they, they're going to run um, two tight end sets. And, yeah. you know, and, and Hurst is more so known for his blocking anyway, um, it, it, at least coming out of college and everything. Um, yeah, but this is definitely good for Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan's going to be there this year and then definitely next year. Did you see his cap number next year? Uh, It's a lot, right? Like $50 million. (laughs) Yeah. So he's going to be there next year. Um, So yeah, I mean, I I think it's, I think it's good for Ryan. Um, I think it'd obviously be better if they kept Julio. I don't know that they will, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we'll see. But he didn't get traded up to this point, so. Uh, so they can't actually, they won't actually trade him now anyway. So they would, it would just be that they would agree to it. post-June 1st. Yeah, sure. it's got to be yeah. post-June 1st. But yeah, um, I mean, he hasn't so far, so. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, uh, Pitts to Atlanta, I think that's interesting. I Like, um, Arthur Smith is there now. He's their head coach. Um, I mean, Cal Pitts is now the best tight end that he's ever worked with. So like, I, I think that there'll be some people saying like, eh, you know, like he didn't really, it, it, he wasn't in a tight end heavy system in Tennessee. Um, like they had guys there, but um, so I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think the offense is really going to make any difference with Pitts. I actually think that having Ridley there is going to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Julio being there might cut into him a little bit, but, yeah, I uh, I think this is a huge win for um, Matt Ryan. And I'm also wondering if tonight in the second or third round, they take a running back. 
or they yeah, just roll. I would with not Mike be Davis. surprised by that. Would not all. shock me. But yep. as a Mike Davis owner, please don't take one in day two. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Next guy off the board was uh, Jamar Chase at number five to Cincinnati. Uh, the first reuniting of the evening uh, opted out in 2020, but you know, he absolutely crushed it in 2019 with Joe Burrow. Uh, they get back together again. I think they're probably happy and going to enjoy that. My question here is what does this do for T Higgins and Tyler Boyd? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, uh... When you have a do-everything guy like Jamar Chase, like, yeah, he's probably going to cut into some of that. Um, I actually think Higgins is, he's still okay. Like, I I think he's probably going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Boyd left, you know, due to attrition, you know, contract running out. I don't know how many years. They did give him an extension, though, right? I think so. He, I think he's probably a cut candidate after this season anyway. So I I don't know that he was going to make it. There, there, I as soon as they can cut them, they're going to anyway. Um, it's just a matter of whether it's after this season or not. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that Boyd, it's just kind of natural progression. He's going to end up leaving. Um, just, but I don't think this year. So. Yeah. I'm wondering if T Higgins is going to be a, a glaring value this off season because uh, Chase get coming in there. Do, do you think that, People are going to ding him that much. Yeah, because, uh, you know, what did he put up last year? I'm just pulling that up now. Less than a uh, thousand yards, six touchdowns. Um, I know Burrow was missing for a lot of the year. Um, but the fact that he didn't hit, you know, a thousand yards or more than six touchdowns. And then they brought in, you know, this number one wide receiver of the draft. Mm-hmm who has this chemistry with Burrow from the college days, yep. that he's definitely going to be the elite number one on that team. And then T Higgins is kind of an afterthought. Yeah, I can, I can. Yeah, I hear you. Like I, I, I maybe he does. I just, I don't know that it's going to be that much. Like I, I okay, he's probably going to drop some. Uh, I looked up Boyd uh, after 2021, they can cut him for dead cap. But he's going to get cut essentially it, before June first next year, um, two point eight on okay. their dead cap to you know to save seven point three. Yeah. Um, so they're going to do that, or if they do it post uh, June first, it'll be one point four in twenty twenty two and one point four in twenty twenty three, and they'll save eight point seven. So I mean. He's not going to make it no matter what. So I I yeah. don't know. Like he was going to he's going to play this year. And then he's probably getting cut after next offseason. So. I mean, the, the, the other thing season. is that they could restructure after this season, too. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next guy up at number six. Uh, next up on the reunion tour, uh, yeah. Jalen Waddle to Miami to reunite with Tua. Um, we know Tua needed them to add some weapons. So this has got to be good there. Uh with Waddle, and remember they added Will Fuller in free agency, you got speed upon speed. Yep. Um, if you add, you know, a running back and some offensive line help, I think they're ready to start rolling. Uh, what I want to ask is, what does this do for Devontae Parker? Who? 
Just kidding. Um, yeah, also another team that I wouldn't mind grabbing a running back tonight. So, yep. um, I mean, Parker probably doesn't fit in this equation much now anyway. Um, like, he's again, he's probably just kind of aging out. And, like, they just have these, you know, they, I mean, well, they signed Will Fuller. I, I mean, I wonder how they look at Will Fuller, though. Um, like, if they look at him as just, like, a deep threat, Eh, I uh, it it could change the outlook of Parker because like you know some offenses just have a receiver for you know deep routes essentially being a deep threat and if you look at Fuller as like you know a do it all receiver which I I mean I kind of think he is uh, he's just really good at the deep ball um, I think that that kind of changes but also I mean. With Fuller, he's only going to be there one year, so or they're going to sign him long term. So I'm not sure how much time he actually has on, or how much um, yeah. impact he has on Parker. I mean, again, like I don't have the uh, I don't have the contract in front of me, but um, I, I don't think he's in the long term plans anyway. So I mean, this is probably just you know, Waddle is our guy of the future. We're going to pair him with Tua. Um, by the way, are you surprised that they took him Waddle over Devontae? Or, uh, yeah, Smith. Uh, no, not really. Are you? I mean, I think that there were some people that thought that he was, you know, that Smith would, should have been rated higher. So, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I guess it was, they were kind of 1A and 1B for me, or, you know, they they were very close, not one A one B, but they were very close to one another. So I, like it was kind of either or. But I mean, for a guy who you know snapped his leg, uh, you know, in the fifth game of the season versus the Heisman Trophy Trophy winner, like who just I mean was in, and I know that that doesn't mean anything, but like go watch his season. I mean, he was uncoverable. So I mean, but but if you go back and look at the start of the season. You could say, argue that Waddle was the better receiver for those oh, I, first four games. Yeah, I think, and I think he was. Um, but I mean, there was some buzz around like Devontae, Devontae Smith with you know how he handles like coverages and how he's telling yeah, the defense yeah. what they're running and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I, I mean, I I wonder too that I think some of the teams just speculation uh, might be concerned with the slight stature of mm-hmm. Devonta Smith being only what 166 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just looked up Parker. He might be on the team after next year. It just kind of depends. I mean, mm. you know, dead cap of, if it's pre June 1st, dead cap of 5.4 um, to save 3.5. So they're not doing that. But yeah. post June first, dead cap two point seven in twenty twenty two, two point seven in twenty twenty three to save six point two five. They might do that. Um, so I mean, maybe this has minimal impact. Yeah, because if he plays out twenty twenty two, then no, it's about the same. I I, I think yeah. I don't think much is gonna. They're gonna either have to take the hit. They're gonna have to take the hit at some point. Yeah. So it's just gonna kind of depend. All but, right. Yeah. Uh, real but quick. also, uh, real quick on on this, um, probably not going to be owning much of Waddle. Like I no. know he's a top ten receiver, but not really a profile that I want to be a part of. So. Okay. Why? Why do you say that? 
Uh, his breakout age didn't really happen. Um, and yeah. it's funny because we were just talking to Jordan on the phone, you know, before we came here, and he's got more data on some of this stuff. But, um, but yeah, like in terms of Waddle, like I know he's a top ten receiver, but I'm probably not going to own him because I probably have an idea of where he's going to go in the drafts and it's probably justified and I'd rather get a little bit more value on a profile that I don't really care for, but like breakout ages. Yeah. Like he doesn't really have a breakout age at this point. So that's a problem for wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I also know that, you know, it's tough because you're in a wide receiver core that has uh Devonta Smith and Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, and that's going to be the issue with Alabama receivers, I think. Right. Especially if they keep putting these, you know, getting this many, uh, you know, in groups like they do. and Or maybe that's Ohio State in the next couple of years. I don't know um, if they're so going to keep doing four, that. Four wide receivers drafted in the first round in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the only time it's ever happened, if I remember. That's crazy. All right. So. Uh, real quick at number seven, I wanted to mention uh, Detroit. Lions taking Panay Sewell offensive tackle. I know it's not a skill position player, but I think it's good news for Jared Goff because it's protection and it's not a quarterback. Boy, did he dodge a bullet. <laughs> because we we had talked, well, so much for this being a short show. Um, we had talked about this before the draft happened. Like you, you would ask me, is there anything that you want to happen or don't want to happen? And one of the things that I did want to happen is the Detroit taking a quarterback. Yep. Because it would just crush Goff's value, like just out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like I, I, his value's already depreciated. So if you have any shares of him, and I think I have like one, one or two, um, but I just didn't want to see that and yep. uh, happy about that. And it also helps the running game there too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on. So the aforementioned Devonte Smith, uh, going number 10 to Philadelphia. So this was kind of funny because, you know, you had Dallas sitting at number 10 there. Uh, they actually partner with division rival Philly, uh, to get this trade done. Eagles jump up in front of the giants to take their wide receiver. Um, you know, they, they linked up some more former Bama boys. Uh, you get Jalen hurts that gets his, uh, you know, another Alabama wide receiver there. Um, they they could have taken a quarterback, I guess. So this has got to be good for Hertz for that reason, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily sold on Hertz long term. Um, but I don't think going, they are either. So that's not yeah, but he's going to get his opportunity um, looking at it from the wide receivers. They've drafted five wide receivers now in the past couple years, uh, including another first rounder last year, Jalen Rager. Uh, Smith and Rager are really the only ones that I care about. Um, What do you think about this wide receiver situation? Yeah. um, Man, is that an interesting combo there, huh? Like Devontae Smith and then Adam to Rager. And then, you know, you have to deal with Goddard over the middle. Yeah. and then hurts at quarterback and then, you know, um, this is one again, like you, you had asked me on the phone yesterday about like who I wanted to see. And I actually wanted them to take a receiver, but I wasn't really expecting it because it's not really precedented to, I'm sorry. That's not the exact right term. Like, I guess it's kind of a, 
it doesn't happen often um, because we're we're two wide we're a team will take a wide receiver in the first round two years in a row right and like people will automatically go to Detroit with three years in a row and they'll be like yeah that happened and it's like yeah okay well tell me the other time it happened <laughs> you know um, so it's not it doesn't really happen. Um, Devontae Smith, I actually think helps Rager's value because I think that people are going to look at it and be like, oh my gosh, Rager's screwed now. Like they took him and then look what they did. They took a better receiver. And it's like, mm, not really. Like, I, I mean, Devontae Smith might be, end up being better. Um, but like, if he is good, it's also going to help Rager too. Um, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that neither of these guys were going to be lion's share of the target. They're not, the, they weren't going to be DeAndre Hopkins where they yeah, were just getting yeah. peppered with targets all the time. Anyway, like that's not what their game is anyway. So if you're, you're taking a guy like that, like it, you weren't expecting, you know, it's not like you had uh, DeAndre Hopkins and they brought in, yeah. you know, Devonte Adams, like, okay, now you have an issue. Like they're going to eat into each other's targets, but like these guys weren't going to be getting 200 targets a year. Like it, it, that wasn't the plan. You have Goddard there. They want to run the ball. They're going to run the ball with Hertz. So I think a lot of people, it seemed, were down on Rager before the draft anyway. Yeah. Uh, and just bringing someone like this in probably alleviates some of that pressure and maybe coverage, too, that Rager would get going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it. Um, yeah. Again, like Devontae Smith, probably not going to be a target player of mine. Yeah. Um, uh, just not a fan of the profile, but, um, yeah. I do like watching him play though. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately that's not dynasty. So, right. All right. Next up we have, uh, n- number 11 pick here. So with Smith off the board, uh, which was, uh, apparently one of the giants, uh, targets and who they would have taken at 12. Dave Gettleman actually does trade back in the first round. Uh, I guess they had several offers, and they got a nice haul from Chicago, so the Bears come up and get their future franchise quarterback in fields. Uh, mm-hmm. Not good for Andy Dalton, who the Bears had tweeted, you know, quarterback one uh, just a month ago. So Fields is actually going to be quarterback number one because he's going to be wear- wearing jersey number one. <laughs> um, but GM Ryan Pace did say Andy Dalton was their starter um, and that they would develop Fields. Adam. How long is it before Fields develops into that starter? Probably not too long. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, it's so annoying because we have in our podcast league, we traded for Dalton. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this actually ended up good because he ended up getting a starting job. Like, I mean, I we didn't expect him to be a, you know, a, a dude again, you know, but I was actually pretty happy about this. And then about him going there and then they drafted Justin Fields and it's like, fuck. Okay. Um, you know what? They might, they might take him slow, but I mean, Fields is playing at some point. Like it doesn't happen anymore where like guys say, I mean, the fact that Patrick Mahomes finally started in week 17 of his rookie year is, I mean, that is not the norm. Yeah. It's just not. Um, you don't spend the number 11 pick on Justin Fields to sit him all year. Maybe 15 years ago you did. You don't know. Actually, probably even more than that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that Fields sees the field at some point this year. I mean, he might just win the starting job. I have no idea. 
Um, but I mean, I do kind of like this spot. Although I, I guess my question to you will be, what percentage ch- chance do does Fields have of turning into a Rosen situation? And so the reason why I ask this is because Ryan Pace is terrible at his job. Like he's bad. And if things go sour this year and they start out like, oh, and six or something like that, I mean, you, I can make the, like, I can give you a scenario where they start out 0 and four under Andy Dalton. Then they bench Dalton, put in fields. And for those two, three games, you know, he acts like a rookie and they drop one of, they drop two of two of the games. They and then go back to Dalton. Win. And then they're like one and six, you know, it's like at that point, like, I don't know, like, and so you're probably firing Nagy and at the end of the season, Pace is going to get fired or maybe they both go. Yeah. And then you're screwed. Right. And then, so we get to the off season you bring in a GM and hopefully they don't have the number one pick, but you know, they're picking high and there's a quarterback that they, they like. I mean, so what percentage chance is it that something like that happens and Fields ends up getting screwed? Because, I mean, pretty scary with that GM. Like, he's not good. It's uh, He's on borrowed time as it is. So, so if, if that scenario were to occur, I feel better about Fields' uh, possibilities next year than Rosen had in his second year. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. Uh, like, I mean... He just dealt with hell during the draft prospect and process. Like, probably should have been up there near the top, and who mm-hmm. the hell knows what happened. Um, I mean, I would hate to see it, but I mean, I think Fields is a value. Am, am I right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I I like him. I like this spot for him. I think he'll be okay. Um, I mean, but you know, there are there are people who are going to bet against it, and you certainly can. Like. I mean, you can say, like, hey, Nagy didn't do a good job with Trubisky. So maybe he's not a great quarterback coach, you know? We'll yeah, see. and what happens if Dalton comes out and plays great? Yeah, it's possible, too. Yeah. So. And you still have Nick Foles, who's sitting there with $9 million guaranteed over the next two years. Yeah. Um, but I did want to ask about Allen Robinson, too, and the other receivers, I guess. Um, because we were talking about when Dalton got there that maybe he was probably an upgrade over what they had. Yep. Is this even now a better upgrade? Yeah, I don't want to steal it from Jordan, but Justin Fields, best quarterback that Allen Robinson's ever played with. Oh, there you go. Like, I mean, sorry, like that's what he is. I don't know. I mean, you can probably make the case that Dalton's a better quarterback right now. Um, but Fields is for sure more talented. And once he gets in the swing of things and like, that's a real thing too is like Trent Dilfer was talking about on Rosillo's podcast a couple weeks ago where like he was bad his first like two years, but it was like, I think in his third year, like through five games, like at that point he, he's like, ah, I finally get it. And like, then he starts playing well. And like, so, and that's kind of how it works. Like, and it's just like that with any job though, you know, like, yeah, you you know you're trained to do something, and you're at first you're like shit, like this is terrible, and then oh, like you know, give it some time, and yeah, you got it down. It's obviously different because this is the NFL, but 
Yeah, um, and we and we've talked before about how we're not, you know, in the know on, you know, what how these teams interact with these players and yep. you know, the whiteboard sessions and whatnot. And these guys are going through basically 32 interviews, uh, going with all these teams and seeing different stuff. And one thing that I heard this morning is, you know, when uh, the Bears called up uh, Fields and, you know, they were started talking about, you know, what they had uh, had the conversation with them when they talked to him, I think it is pro day. Um, and Fields immediately went back, uh, remembered what the formations and the plays were and was started quoting them and whatnot just right back to it and had it all up there in his head already so that's pretty cool yeah i did not know that uh the last quarterback uh for the first round here mac jones number 15 goes to new england you know we heard the patriots were rumored to be looking to move up maybe to get a quarterback uh they couldn't make any deals happen but guess what mac jones falls to them anyway um you know, I think I like the fit here. I just had been hoping that they wouldn't get another quarterback just because I have a super flex league where Cam is my number two. Um, that being said, you know, Coach Bill last night said Cam is still their starting quarterback too, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, I, got- you know, Bill Belichick always spilling all the information to the media and, <laughs> right. and fans is just, I mean, it's getting out of hand at this point, Chris. I think I think you have to feel that Jones is an upgrade in that passing game, um, <laughs> at least from what Cam was it's last season. It's gotten to that point. You you mean fifteen yard spikes? <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you know that being said, you know I I gotta say I don't know that Cam was necessarily a hundred percent after he came back last season. Um, so maybe he gets to start the season and maybe this pressure is motivation um, and we'll see what he can do. But regardless, I, you know, I think they still probably need some wide receiver help. Um, I guess what's your thoughts on this whole situation in new England? Yeah, I'm trying to, I, so I think Jones is actually interesting there. Like I, I, I kind of like him with McDaniels. I, 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 I'm more so worried about them being able to get talent there, like especially at the wide receiver position. Like it's obvious there's obviously some sort of issue there. I don't know what it is, but um, so like they kind of got to get that squared away. Like what are what are we doing here? Like Nikhil Harry. I mean, it looks like Nikhil Harry is just not going to be good. And I don't necessarily think like, well, I mean, I was low on him anyway. I, I, I don't know. I, I, with, with Nikhil Harry, I don't know if you could look at him and say, like, have any hope that he's going to be any help for him. Like, I don't think you can. Um, so I don't know. For dynasty purposes, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do at some of these other positions and like what this offense is going to look like. So I kind of don't know what Mac Jones is going to look like. So I guess the way I'm playing everything with him is I kind of want to see what the market does. Because everybody hated him. Mm-hmm. This is like a timeline. Everybody hated him. Then it was rumored that he was going to go to San Francisco. Yeah. And people really hated him. And then people are like, well, he's going to San Francisco. So like, he's going to be in Shanahan system. And then like, they kind of talk themselves into it. Some people anyway, mm-hmm. then you have a come out that Lance is going to be the guy. And then he actually gets drafted. And so, 
when that happens, God, oh, fuck it, we hate Mac Jones now. <laughs> and then he falls even further. He falls out. Oh, look, he fell out of top 10. Probably going to fall out of the first round. Then he gets down to New England and they take him and they're like, oh, what an asshole. Now he's in New England, you know, because we hate, everyone hates New England. And so, like, I'm assuming that he is going to drop. Like, I'm assuming that the market is going to be super low on him, but I don't think it's going to be low enough like Justin Herbert or Josh Allen in the past. Um, so, like, I mean, do you I th- think he falls out of first round of rookie superflex? No, I, I mean, I doubt it. Um, but that's where I, I mean, he becomes a value at the end of the first round, though, yeah. I think, right? Like, yeah. that's where he's a pretty good value. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, man, I, if he gets into the second round, I can't imagine it being that bad. I don't either. But I, but at the same time, like, if he gets to 11 or 12 in the first round, I mean, that's kind of, a top 15. No, he's not a top 10 quarterback, but he's still a first round quarterback. So I, I think I'm going to disagree that he's going to drop a lot because, so we were talking before for the show because Jordan put out some polls last night. You know, the fact that Mac Jones goes 15 to new England, does that increase decrease or keep his value the same? And a majority of the people said that increases his value. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we don't don't have any data. Why that is? We don't have any data yet. So like, I don't. (laughs) I. You know, it's totally a guess at this point. I'm just trying to kind of predict that. Right. And I don't know. I mean, if they're saying, okay, then maybe I'm just wrong. I. I don't know. I mean, it's going to depend on what they. I. I would think that the reason why they think that it's a good thing would be because of McDaniel's. I guess. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I I don't I don't know that I agree that it it increases his value, but um, yeah, I wouldn't slide him down too much either. All right, a couple more guys to finish up here. Number twenty, we have Kadarius Tony going to the Giants. Uh, we know that they missed out on Devonte Smith mm-hmm. uh, at number twelve there, so they drop back, get Kadarius Tony. Uh, we know they wanted a wide receiver bad. Uh, they draft Tony. Uh, they bring in Kenny Galladay and John Ross, but uh, yeah. I, I think they're trying to give Daniel Jones what he needs to succeed. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't know if that's going to, what do you, what do you think here? What What do I think they're trying to give Daniel Jones what he needs? Like I, you're right. It is an attempt. Like they're yeah. doing a, I mean, they did take Saquon Barkley. Um, that was before they had Daniel Jones, but I mean, like, yeah, that was brilliant. I mean, they just, I, I, I don't know what the fuck Gettleman does. Like, I don't know what his thought process is behind half this shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, they they obviously wonder if he even took this deal to move back just because Daniel Jeremiah was bragging on him for never (laughs) moving back. Did you see that tweet? He said, uh, I think we'll see a right turn at a NASCAR race before we see Dave Gettleman move back in the yeah. first round. Yeah, I uh, I mean, it's funny. At one time, I actually thought Gettleman was good. Like, I actually <laughs> thought he was a good GM. It, w- yeah. it was back when he was in Carolina. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, it looked like he was doing a good job. And I now I look at him and I'm like, good God, how did you get this job? 
like how Cam did you Newton get... back? Hmm? Did he draft Cam Newton back? I don't know if he drafted him, um, but he was putting together like a pretty good defensive line there. Yes. Um, and uh, you know that team was that that got to the Super Bowl was actually pretty good. It just you know Cam had an MVP season. They had a coach in place. You know, uh, like I thought he was doing a good job. And then you know he kept he made that he made the pick of a defensive tackle or an end when they had like one of the best defensive tackle or one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. And it was like, they're like, wow, like he just stuck to his guns and took the pass rusher, best player available. Like I really admired him for doing that. Um, I don't think the pick worked out, but um, maybe the just fact New that, York spoils everyone. Yeah, that, that could be. Um, but then, you know, he ran into issues with, you know, the players and stuff. And then he ended up firing, they ended up firing him and you know, whatever. But right, yeah, so what about right, the Giants so, here? Kader, yeah, Kader is Tony. Um, I mean, the Giants, like, yeah, you're right. They're they're trying to get him help. Uh, they missed out on the top receivers. Like, it it just so happens. Yeah. Uh, people hate this pick. Like, they really hate it. And I'm not really a big Kadarius Tony fan. Um, last pod we did, I'd said I hadn't done a bunch of draft stuff, and then I did a bunch of draft stuff over the weekend. So I actually watched him. Doesn't have a really great po- profile. Um, and then, you know, he goes in the first round of the NFL draft, which I think we kind of knew was going to happen. Um, you know, I was seeing a lot of mocks with him there. Not that mocks mean anything, but um, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and so, you know, again, like, he's a first-round receiver. So, like, you can't go too crazy. And we were talking like I said earlier with Jordan on the phone um, before a podcast and uh, you know, like the hate on him is just, it'll get to a point where he's becomes a value mm. um, and I'll take the pedigree, but so. All right. Uh, Najee Harris to Pittsburgh. I think most people uh, probably had this landing spot projected. Uh, the Steelers have been drafting a running back day one or day two every year, basically, uh, since Le'Veon Bell. Maybe they found that Le'Veon Bell replacement? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Harris is good. Um, I, I, you know, I, moving forward with Benny Snell, I mean, would have been pretty painful. But, you know, I think that that you could have made it work. Um, mm-hmm. They just obviously did not want to. Or Anthony um, McFarlane. Yeah, I mean, like, they had guys there. You know, yeah. they could have re-signed Connor or whatever. Um, this is a cheap way to address the position over the next several years. So mm-hmm. um, now they got their guy. They don't have to worry about it. Um, I would be a little—you're going to hear a lot about how Najee Harris is, you know, running back one and uh, that this is a slam dunk. I think that you can—well, we're going to talk about him next. I think that there is some debate. I think they're mm-hmm. actually closer, um, and we're talking about ET, uh, Travis Etienne. Um, I think they're closer than people think, because I don't think that this situation's that great. Like the offensive line in Pittsburgh is really not good. Like they're definitely in bad going shape. to have to add to that on day two here. Absolutely. Um, so it is a problem. I also don't think Harris is like super dynamic. Like so, he I don't think he's this huge pass catching threat. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, 
I, I think that it's a good situation because it's a stable organization more so than it's a good offense or they like to run the ball or whatever excuse that you want to make because we know that the Steelers have been good for, you know, 40 years or 80 years or whatever the hell it's been. Um, and, you know, they just have this system. So, I, I mean, I like it, but I don't think that there's this big of a gap. Like, I wouldn't be trading up because he went to Pittsburgh. That's right. right. That, I guess that that's the thing that I would note from it. Do you, I mean... Like I don't no, know. I was much... expect I was expecting this to happen, so this doesn't really change anything for me. I, I think the people that thought that this really hurts Snell and McFarland, I think you had to have been kidding yourself because after letting James Conner go, you knew that they were going to draft another running back. So this really shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, I mean, I guess they should probably. I mean, I mean, I don't know what people thought, but uh, you know you knew that they were going to draft a running back at some point. I think that if you watch the Steelers and watch Benny Snell and watch some of these running backs that they have, you probably should have known that they were going to draft a running back in either round one or two. Yes. Maybe three, which is, I mean, day two, right? So like it was going to impact those guys. Like Benny Snell's not good. He's just not. Um, And, you know, we can disagree on how to address your run game. Um, I think you could have done more creative things here. Like, I think you could have drafted a tackle or, you know, gone in a different direction and then addressed it later on, but, you know, teach their own. So, so yeah, you made reference to it, but Travis Etienne goes to Jacksonville number 25. Uh, while Najee Harris may not have been surprised. I think this was a surprise for a lot of people, the Jags drafting a running back in the first round. Uh, last year, you had James Robinson, stellar rookie season, but you know I we warned people. You know he was a UDFA. They have no investment in him. Uh, it doesn't mean they don't like him. Uh, but you saw they brought in Carlos Hyde in free agency. Uh, now they team up these Clemson boys, uh, Etienne and Lawrence together. Adam, how do you see this backfield playing out? You mean uh, so the highest pick third down back in history? <laughs> I mean, Meyer came out yesterday, Urban Meyer, and said that he was going to use Hyde and Robinson on first and second down as a one-two punch, and then Etienne was going to come in and be the third down back. Bullshit. Yeah. He's lying. (laughs) He's lying to you. So, with James Robinson, I did not expect this. Like, I didn't expect them to take ETN, but it it shouldn't have surprised anyone that they took a running back that was going to potentially je- jeopardize him. Because yep. if you would have told me that they were going to take him ETN round two, that's still jeopardizing James Robinson. Absolutely. So it didn't make any difference. Now, I mean, the only the only difference is is now you know that James Robinson is fucked. Sorry, like I I mean I've been swearing a lot during this long week, um, but yeah, like I it, this is a problem for James yeah. Robinson, and this is also why like you have to flip him. Guess who didn't flip him in two leagues? Me. Like, and it, it doesn't mean you're always going to be able to. Like, yeah, I'm not going to trade two. him for pennies on the dollar. So like it didn't, you know, like I was trying to move him for months in in both leagues actually. Um. So yeah, like if you think that uh, that they spent a first round pick on ETN to come in and beat the third down back, or that he's going to split time with the other two, like that's not true. 
Yeah. And so like, this is another thing that you have to understand is that James Robinson was an UDFA. Um, he makes no money. Like he makes, like he is, you could keep him as the third running back and be just fine. Mm-hmm. Money wise, you signed Carlos Hyde for basically nothing also. Um, and now you have ETN, like you're spending very little at the position. So spending a first round pick on a running back, like they don't care that James Robinson is quote good. Like if that's not urban Myers type of running back or what they want, then they're just going to draft someone. They, they don't care. It doesn't fall on them and you can still get value out of James Robinson. You could trade him or he could just be on your team and you have a good running back coming in when Hyde or ETN goes down. Like it's okay. So like, but yeah, like if you own James Robinson, sorry, like this crushes his value. Yeah. You missed your window. Yeah. Like you, yeah. And you know, like I made trades for Josh Jacobs out of James Robinson. Uh, You and I traded him in a package for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yeah. How's that look now? So, I mean, but the funny thing is, is two weeks ago, it looked fine. Like it was fine. If you were the James Robinson on the James Robinson side of that. You know, and it's funny because the the person that we traded Robinson to tried to trade him back to us. Yeah, yeah, amazing, week. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, like, and but um. So like, let's just get into some value here. Um. I don't think that there's a big gap between Etienne and. and by the way, is that how you say his name? Etienne, Etienne. I've heard know. it both ways from okay. all over. So. I don't think there's a big gap between him and Najee Harris. Like they're yeah. still first round running backs. Um, and you know, we can get into, you know, I don't know if we're going to do, do it on this show. This is kind of running long, but, um, you know, we can kind of go through, I hate rankings, but you know, um, so both of these guys, gosh, controversial, um, both of these guys in non, non super flex drafts, this is one oh one and one Oh two, not Jamar chase, not Kyle Pitts, not any of the other wide receivers. It's these two. Yep. I don't care whether you take Harris one or two doesn't make any difference. I think I would lean Harris one. Um, yeah. We have the data on this. Like the, the hit rates on first round running backs are 90%. 90%. Um, so like I like Jamar Chase. Like I think he's going to be fine. You have a better chance at drafting one of these running backs and them hitting than Jamar Chase. And, you know, also warp. You, it's double wins over replacement. So uh, these two are going Wasn't, to be the guys. Aren't uh, second round running backs still better odds than first round receivers? Or it's close. Yeah, I, I think it's outside the top ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Or or outside or in the top ten, you could make the case. Like, yeah, but it's the equivalent is round one wide receivers to round two running backs. Round two yep. running backs. And yep. you can just go through the drafts and you can see this. Like there you have the hit rates. So and I know that Jamar Chase is another you can't be beat and he's the best thing ever and you know, sure thing. But okay. All right. Let's wrap it up with uh number twenty seven, Rashad Bateman goes to Baltimore. Uh, so the Ravens finished dead last in passing and receiving by their wide receivers last year. I don't think you can put all of that onto the receivers. They just ran the ball more than any other team. This offseason brought in Sammy Watkins. Now they add another first-round wide receiver. What do you think the passing game looks like in 2021? So I'll probably go against... uh... Jordan talked about this on his show. 
and I'm going to go against him on it. So that'll be a fun debate. Maybe we can have him on and talk about it. Um, so I watched Bateman over uh, the weekend, and I really liked him from a tape standpoint, from what I could see. Um, mm-hmm. I think his profile is pretty good. You just gave him first-round pedigree. And Jordan made the point of, like, do you think that they're they're admitting that they don't value the wide receiver position or, um, you know, that Lamar struggles to get the ball to receivers? Or do you think that what they were saying is we were going to these other areas, we were throwing to tight end and running the ball because we didn't like our, you know, we didn't like the wide receiver position on our team and the players at wide receiver on our team. Like the talent wasn't, was not there. Jordan, Jordan said, you know, the talent wasn't up, up to par. And so they were drafting for it. Um, I guess there's probably no debate there. Like, I think that that is probably the case. You definitely had better players at other positions too. Um, but Lamar Jackson's not good at throwing the ball. Like, I don't, I don't, no one's ever going to convince me. Like I've watched him in college. I've watched him in professional like he's not good. He's not good at throwing the ball. Like I don't. And every time I hear one of these analysts, you know, like even Daniel Jeremiah, who I think is really good, but like saying like, oh, like he's making strides in the passing game. No, he's not. You you can make the case on certain plays or whatever, but the inconsistencies are always going to be there. He's yeah. always going to be like that. It's not there. So he might see things a little bit better like that. Might he might be making improvements there. But overall, like he's not getting better at throwing the throwing the ball. Like he's not he's not um, he's not good at throwing the ball. Like I don't I don't like I don't. It would just be like me being behind center. Like I wouldn't be good at throwing the ball. Like sorry. So his value is in his legs. Like it just is. And you have to, everybody knew him coming out. Like you had to run a special scheme for him. It wasn't that he had to have specific running plays. It was that the offense had to make up for him being a poor passer. So, and you had to do that by taking advantage of his legs. Like, I don't know what people are trying to tell themselves or where this comes from, but. So from my perspective, I I think they've, they see that, him running the ball gives them the best opportunity to win. And mm-hmm. the team running the ball gives them the best opportunity to win. I also think that, you know, they see that that may not be a long-term strategy that's going to work mm-hmm. uh, for a long career for him. And if they care about that, then they might see how they can still win with him throwing the ball more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, they they had to address the position. Like, I, I I mean, they had to get more talent at the position. Yeah. Like, I agree, <clears throat> there wasn't a lot there. But like, I I guess I was talking more towards like, let's not act like you're still going to have the same issue with Bateman that you do that you do with right. Hollywood Brown. Like, one, Mark Andrews is still there. Two, wide receiver throwing the ball is going to be second to actual passing the ball. And so that's going to lead to these inconsistencies at the, I mean, Hollywood Brown's really good in a best ball league, you know, when he actually has great games where he scores, yeah. you know, he's got and three I don't for think 150 been, and two touchdowns. I don't touchdowns. think he's been bad. He's had 15 he's touchdowns over his first two seasons. So yeah, he hasn't been bad. And if you remember like one of his first week or two, like either week one or week two of his rookie year, like he had a really like breakout game and we're like, Oh yeah. shit. Like, okay. So, yeah, I mean, 
there but i think the thing is is that they're going to be very inconsistent even more inconsistent week to week consistently if that makes sense like yeah. it's you know what i mean like it's going His to upside be upside is definitely limited yeah like so he's just not going to get a lot of targets and he's going to have to make big plays and I think that people will go, well, you know, like you guys are always talking about like wide receiver position is not consistent. And it's like, yeah, but like we're talking about these are major peaks and valleys here. Like, and it's because of volume, right? Like they are going to go nuts because they're going to have these big games in terms of like running the ball really far. You know, they're going to you know run really fast for really far, like 75 yard bombs and stuff like that. They're going to have those types of games. Um, but there are going to be games where Lamar just can't hit anybody and like, they are just going to have zero catch games and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like I, I just, I don't, I I don't want to, you know, talk out of both sides of my mouth when it comes to consistency at the receiver position. But I think that there are different types of inconsistencies and, you know, like Mike Evans having huge games and then disappearing other games, like, that happens at some some periods of time, some points in time. Um, but for the most part, like you are getting those good games in there too, you know, where he was just solid. Whereas like with these guys, like, I mean, they're they Hollywood Brown's just not ever going to get better than what he is currently. Like he's just always going to be like this, and it's not because of him, it's because of the offense and his quarterback. Yeah, and their situation is not going to change for the next two years because Lamar Jackson, his mm-hmm. fifth-year option is picked up, so he's going to be their starting quarterback this year and next year. So, yeah. Um, but I, so, I, but I will say, like, I do like Bateman's talent. Yeah. Um, and I do like his profile, and he's a first-round receiver, so like that has to count. But like, if you make that case, you also have to make the case. It was the same case that was for Hollywood Brown. Yeah. And and that's why Hollywood Brown was kind of falling out of the first round. He was a value in the second round, but like you just have to, this is, there isn't any upside of him being Jamar Chase, you know, and what Jamar Chase. Hollywood also had a Liz Frank injury when he entered the draft too. So that was kind of, you think that that for a lot of people did. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, that, uh, wraps up the first round here. So we got day one in the books. Want to ask before we finish, what are you looking forward to seeing day two? Yeah, so all the running back landing spots. Yeah. Um, because this is where they're going to go. And keep in mind, like, these are the running backs that we have in the NFL that are studs. A lot of them came from this day. Yeah. So, you know, Kamara, Cook. Like, I know you have your Christian McCaffrey and Zeke who are up at the top, but, um, and, and Saquon, but there are a lot of good running backs over the years that when you think of them, they were drafted on day two. And, Date and you had already brought it up. Day two running backs are the equivalent to uh, round one wide receivers in terms of hit rates. And you got a couple teams right at the top that yep. could use uh, a running back: Jets, Falcons, Dolphins, sitting there the second, third, and fourth picks of the night. Um, yep. Although it sounds like Jets are getting a lot of interest in that second pick. So. Yeah, and then I'm also going to be interested to hear or to see where some of these receivers go. Um, mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, how many of them are actually going to go above Tony um, in rookie drafts? So, like, I mean, Rondell Moore, like, if he goes to the Browns, like, that's going to be really interesting because 
people are going to look at Rondell, Rondell Moore and go, eh, we really like his profile, but then he goes to this situation and it's really shitty. And then, like, is that in the second round? I know the Browns have guys or receivers on their um, on their list for tonight, so it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. I mean, does Elijah Moore fall that far? Because I a lot of people were convinced he was going round one. A lot of people thought he was going to be the fourth wide receiver off the board. Yep. yep. So um, I'll be interested in seeing that. And then, I mean, I don't. I couldn't care less about the quarterbacks. Um, and then yep. the tight ends in their landing spots. So um, we'll see what happens with that. I know that there's no like major names aside from Pitts or whatnot, but um, you know, like some situations could change. Like right now, Cincinnati doesn't have anyone other than Drew Sample. So does Cincinnati take uh, you know uh, a a, a tight end high, like in you know here or in day two? Because maybe Jacksonville might have uh, Tim Tebow as their tight end. Yeah. Um, also like these are, this is going to be the area where like, I'm going to hammer these guys in drafts, right? Like mm-hmm. tight ends that are in day two that are falling to the third round of rookie drafts and two tight end drafts. Like these are the guys that I'm paying attention to. Cause I'd rather take shots on guys like that than, you know, some of these day three nobody, wide receivers. Yeah. Or, or even <laughs> some of these n- nobody, um, like I'd rather take a shot on a day, day two tight end that is, you know, down the dynasty communities down on, you know, rather than, you know, Logan Thomas, mm-hmm. like I would rather take a, I would rather take a shot on day, a day two tight end somewhere. So. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That will do it. Um, I think we're going to plan to have uh, another show within the next week, cover the rest of the draft kind of mm-hmm. same, same things some some things that are going to be dynasty relevant uh, based on the picks. So, until then, make sure you go out, follow us on Twitter at Top Dog Dynasty. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and please give us a rate and review. Till next time, peace. See ya. the chain they be throwing me bones man y'all be throwing games i'm on a quest for the throne dope looks to my team's got these puppies and cones a lone wolf a top dog make me feel like i'm home and um imagine i'm braggadocious at times but man it feels good to be paying before the players prime it ain't a crime they're just mcgruffing the grind took a couple of rhymes to show you nothing but shine matter of fact let me explain who they are rambler man chris hits efficiency hard Karen keeping these fellas level at par Adam might disagree but it's a challenge when he are Views, check the views, dogs on top like Snoopy Spike on our opponents, the tune got them loony Owning y'all dogs, the Pluto to our goofy They the duty, kicking back, eating snacks like Scooby D-double-D, we will bring you the crown Evaluating teams, listen up and sit down Dynasty pods, a dime a dozen for now You'll see when we take your take back to the pound Go